Hi there, I'm Eleanor and welcome to the Click and Go Travel Podcast. Each week we're covering a new destination across Sun City, Cruise, USA, Worldwide and Camping Holidays. Talking to a clickier industry expert and giving you some top travel tips. In this episode we'll be chatting about Orlando with Kevin and Wendy from Sales and our almost regular podcast guest Maraid. We'll be interviewing Michaela from SeaWorld Parks and we'll have some top tips for your Orlando holiday. In our resort report, we'll be bringing you to the theme park capital of the world, Orlando, Florida. When you hear of the city Orlando, the first thing you'll think of is its famous theme parks. But did you know Orlando welcomed over 72 million visitors last year, making it the most visited destination in America after Las Vegas? It is over 100 lakes. Lake Eola in the centre of the city is actually an 80-foot sinkhole. It has 450 hotels, 5,000 restaurants, 12 shopping malls with enough shops to fill 900 American football fields. It's also home to the world's largest McDonald's and the world's largest Disney shop. And before the theme parks, Orlando was big in the citrus trade, producing 40% of Florida's oranges. Now the theme parks. These have been around for a long time. The first theme park to open in Orlando was Gatorland in 1949, followed by Walt Disney World in 1971, SeaWorld in 73 and Universal in 1990. In this episode, we'll be talking everything from Universal Studios in the north to Walt Disney World in the south and everything in between along its famous international drive. To talk about Orlando, we have Kevin, Wendy and Maraid. Kevin is one of our sales executives. He's been with Click and Go and in travel for two years. He first went to Orlando when he was small and recently returned as part of a familiarisation trip. He showed me the itinerary for the trip and he got a great tour of all the places you could possibly want to visit in Orlando from the theme parks to the shopping malls. Wendy is a sales executive on our worldwide team. She's been in Click and Go one year and in travel for 16. She's been to Orlando a whopping six times. And finally, Maraid, our product development manager for USA Cruising Worldwide, you know, from some of our previous episodes, has been in travel for 21 years. And she even lived in Orlando twice and was there last year on a familiarization trip. Lots of experience from Orlando. What would be your main thing that you loved from your various trips? Um, I suppose in the la- when I went a couple of weeks ago, just the experience overall, the whole place. It's an incredible, incredible destination. Whether you're five years old or 55 years old, there's something for everybody in Orlando. I had probably the most, probably one of the best weeks of my life there. I was lucky enough, I went on a familiarization trip with Visit Orlando, the tourist board over there. So I did 11 parks in one week. Oh, so I did. <laughs> yeah, it was intense. Wondering why you were looking tired at your desk. I wasn't tired. I was just resting my eyes gently. <laughs> <laughs> so we did um we did all the Disney parks, uh, the SeaWorld parks and the Universal parks as well. So yeah, it was a lot to fit in in a week. An amazing work week. Absolutely incredible. And what about you, Wendy? Definitely for me would be the theme parks as well. Um I am a total adrenaline junkie. So the bigger the roller coaster, the better for me. Good mm. And the parks that I've been to over there offer some of the biggest and fastest roller coasters in the world. So that would that would definitely be a high, po- high point for me. I'm not really a shopper, but I've been with my family who do love to shop mm. and the shopping is amazing over there. It's 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 really good from, you know, your your usual suspects like, you know, your sports shops and Gap and Timberland and all that kind of thing to your high end and they're usually always at a very reduced price. So that's definitely two of the things I enjoyed doing while I was there. Very nice. And what about you, Marie, seeing as you even lived there? Well, I'm obviously going to be biased. Or <laughs> Orlando is somewhere very close to my heart. It was the first ever place um, I moved to when I moved out of the family home. So it, my first experience of adult life was getting on a plane from Belfast, uh, flying direct into Orlando back in 1997, um, across in the Atlantic, having no idea what I was going to be doing. I just knew I was going to be a holiday rep. So Jesus. very lucky as my, my first um, dipping my toe into the water of the world of repping. Uh, my destination was Orlando. So I was pretty lucky and <laughs> as a destination is very special to me. Mm. Um, I still have very, very close friends over there. So I would go back uh, to visit them. And as a destination and now being in 
tourism for mm. the last 21 years and been very lucky to get to see other destinations. There is nowhere like Orlando. Definitely you know, no. there's so places, some places try, special. but they will never, ever come close to what um, Orlando has to offer. And it's constantly adding to it. Mm. You know, over the, the course, I've been lucky enough in 1998 was when Animal Kingdom opened. Mm. Uh, so we got to go to the opening of Animal Kingdom. Um, then another stage when I lived there was when the uh, Islands of Adventure Park at Universal um, opened. And it was it was finished for three months but it wasn't open to the public so people that were in the travel industry got a special pass where you could go in and ride the roller coasters as they were testing them it was called technical rehearsals nice so they spend you know weeks just running them roller coasters to iron out any glitches Mm. we were lucky enough to get in so basically i was a roller coaster tester (laughs) that's amazing i know it was fabulous you know uh a night out nothing on tv what will we do let's go down to disney yeah Yeah. or let's go down to disney and watch the fireworks you know so and aside from the theme parks you know it is a lovely part of the world you touched on it you know with Mm. the citrus and the the orange groves it's the sunshine state you know drive an hour out of orlando you can be on a beach Mm. um you've got kennedy space center um which sometimes people can overlook because they're so you know focused on orlando Mm. but you know kennedy space center getting out there seeing where the shuttle is housed it has its own um, atmosphere inside because the building's so high and just you know all the technicalities behind that have lunch with an astronaut exactly and then you know head two hours west and you are on stunning beaches down in clearwater and st pete's beaches that would rival the caribbean or three mm. hours down, party in Miami for the weekend. Why not? <laughs> it's so, good. you know, so Orlando, great base, great to explore and nowhere touches it. Can't talk about Orlando without the theme parks. So I know definitely which one Maraid is biased for. Um, but <gasps> Nobody's biased. <laughs> <laughs> I know which one she tried to convince me to go on a yes. weekend break to. <laughs> <laughs> which is doable. Um, so first of all, we talk about Disney. So a large part of your trip was <coughs> Disneyland. What did you think of it? Disney was Disney, Walt Disney World. World. Walt yeah. Disney World. Yeah, yeah. Disney World. Disney World's the main one. Yeah. Disney World's fantastic. So we did the four parks. He did Magic Kingdom was the first. So that's the main mm. park. That'd be more centered towards kids. I think there's something about 40 or 50 different attractions there, but it's more towards the younger audience. Um, Animal Kingdom is the newest one which we did, which is obviously centered around animals. You can do safaris there as well. We did a 30-minute safari where you get to see and encounter native animals to Africa, which nice. is brilliant. Uh, we did the other parks, the other two. Um, Hollywood Studios. Yeah, Hollywood Studios, the famous Hollywood Studios mm-hmm. with the drop tower in it. I was actually scared the living daylights out of most people in it. There's some <laughs> great photos online from that. Um, and then the other studio, or sorry, Epcot. the other park was Epcot. Yeah. Oh, one thing I would say about Epcot is if you're looking for a fireworks display, head there in the evening it's yeah. the most oh, really? incredible fireworks you will ever see yeah absolutely right. it's brilliant and what did they do with the fireworks it's, it's a 30 minute show yeah and it's just out of this world so they have the center the globe which is kind of the centerpiece mm. and that kind of moves around the park and then you've got the fireworks and the light show over it so yeah it's just absolutely out of this world amazing and what were some of your favorite rides near there Favorite rides? Well, you've got the old school rides. Splash Mountain is still there, and mm. I did that when I was a child. Uh, you got uh, Thunder Mountain, or sorry, Splash Mountain, Thunder Mountain as well. Um, you've got a lot of stuff, as I said, that's centered towards kids. So, a small world, which is an interesting ride. You will never ever get the song out of your singing head. it now. <laughs> Thanks for mentioning it's, it. <laughs> yeah, it's just there for life. That that's it. Mm. Um, but the the queues for that are, I think, it was nearly like two hours long. So Jesus. yeah, be prepared. Two hours. Disney, yeah. That's a long time for It's a Small World. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> even with the, in Magic Kingdom, with the, um, or sorry, Animal Kingdom, the with the new pass. ride. Yeah, with the Fast Pass. Fast Pass is something you definitely need to have because of the Flights of Passage, which is the new Avatar one, mm. queues were up to two and a half to three hours. Oh, wow. For that, yeah. I think that's because it's brand new. It's no, brand new. It's yeah. brand new, yeah. yeah. Queues will yeah. always yeah. be longer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, if going in six months or a year's time, you'll probably still queue yeah, for 90 down. minutes at least, yeah. but it won't be. Two and a half to three yeah. hours. And but they keep you entertained as you're queuing. Yeah, it's you, not like you you're can, standing you in the line. You can download apps as well yeah. now that match the rides and the kids can play on that. Oh, great. So, you know, yeah. there's something So you're there. not just standing Yeah, you're not just standing yeah. around. Yeah. Nice. 
and does the fast pass come as part of your ticket? Um, like yeah, but you have to pay for it. Mm. Like so, it depends what ticket you get, mm. um, and you can only use it three times. So you know, you choose, to be very choose wisely. Yeah, you know, go for the ones that your kids want to go to the most. And I suppose, seen as Disneyland or sorry, Disney Walt Disney World. Disney World. <laughs> too used to talking about Paris <laughs> <laughs> uh, is so big like how long would it take to go around and do properly I'd say give yourself maybe two days for each park two days yeah, yeah, yeah. At, le- at least two days like th- the whole place is so vast it's the same size as San Francisco like it's something it, like 54 uh, square miles yeah. Disney properties it's, it's an it, animal it's like it another really country huge. you yeah. know yeah if you're staying out that area as well, I would definitely recommend having a car because yeah. the Lake Buena Vista area itself, mm. like you can't walk from one theme park to another. You have to drive or take mm. a bus. Like it's it's that big that I would definitely recommend if you're staying out that area yeah. um, to have, have, a, a have a car. Yeah. Oh, wow. So would you say get a car from the get-go and just to have it for going between the parks? Yeah, you, you know, some people would kind of think, oh, taking a car, I don't want to drive mm. on the other side of the road. And, and you know, they have um, uh, reservations about that. But I just think if you're going out in the evening and staying in Lake Buena Vista, mm. you can't just walk out of the hotel and find a restaurant just down the street. Yeah. Um, so that's why I would advise taking the car obviously then you're going to have to pay for parking at the theme parks mm. so it's kind of a catch-22 however you could leave your car at the hotel during the day while you're going to the parks mm. and usually a lot of the hotels provide transportation to the parks anyway okay. um, and especially if you're staying on, on site there you'll always have a, a transfer included mm. to the park mm. but you could use it then for you know going out at night time mm. cars can a car can give you that bit more flexibility as well and more freedom and people mm. do have reservations as Wendy said because you you're driving on the opposite side of the road but it's an English speaking country so the road signs are in English yeah. Yeah. Um, and when you're on the other side of the road you're kind of following the flow of traffic anyway traffic in Orlando can get a bit tough these mm. days it is getting busy the, the main interstate the I-4 that goes through Orlando and that you would use say going from Universal mm. area down to say the Disney area um, does get very slow going you mm. know even though it's what four or five lanes of traffic in each direction so it it's it's kind of hard to go wrong yeah <laughs> once, i think once you once you're get in the car and you're driving, driving. for 20 minutes it actually is yeah, you pick yeah. it up pretty pretty easy, easy. Yeah. Mm. yeah and you don't have to have um your your Irish driver's license does for when you're driving over there as well. It's not like you have to get an, an international, international license. license. No, no, you're yeah, your driver's license. And license have either of you been to Walt Disney World during your? I assume you have seen as you lived there. Oh, yeah, multiple, yeah, multiple yeah, times. Yeah. I have, but for me, not having kids, mm. I, I went, and because there's no real adrenaline. <laughs> you know rush rides yeah it wouldn't be somewhere that i would frequent if if i went back i would definitely be more interested in the universal side of it and, and sea world yeah, and sea worlds yeah well the, the, i mean there are great rides in I bought bush gardens as well though B- bush gardens yeah. probably my favorite i think they have six of the top 10 roller coaster rides in the world six yeah. of them are in the same park yeah, it's for gen- adrenaline junkies yeah totally yeah. and it's people love Bush Gardens but yeah. it's, it's fabulous mm. yeah. what I realise a lot of Americans don't even realise that SeaWorld is actually does have roller coasters as well yeah yeah I so, didn't realise that yeah. before SeaWorld training yeah, yeah and, they, and they are I think Kraken is the biggest floorless roller coaster in the world or at one stage it was when I was last there it was the biggest floorless roller coaster in the world yeah, yeah. Mako is one of the fastest most exciting ones I've ever been on mm. oh really down. yeah it's and SeaWorld is a great park to navigate around because it's not massive massive so when when I was living over there people coming over to obviously visit me nothing to do with visiting the parks and on a holiday they were coming to see me um, <laughs> they weren't just coming over for the free accommodation no no not at all <laughs> but as they were doing the parks if I was going to join them at one of the parks it was normally the SeaWorld park mm. because mm. you know for me it was it was the easiest to get to and when you park your car and to get in and find the way around and I just I just really enjoyed the layout of it and at the time when I was there was when they were starting to open and get into the roller mm. coasters mm. so again I'm like Wendy adrenaline junkie yeah um and you could fabulous. probably do SeaWorld in less time than some of the others because yeah. it's yes. not big. Yeah. So if you had, you know, say even on your last day when you're due to fly out in the evening out of Orlando, you could 
could possibly even take a few hours in in SeaWorld. It's one of those parks that you definitely wouldn't need two days to do. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Or or it's great because they've got Aquatica, which is like the the, the water water park. park. Um, And combining the two of them is great. Half day in one, half day in the other. other. It's really, you know, if you want a beach day, a chill out day, Mm. get a Mm. tan day. Yeah. Um, It's always Because Aquatica has like a, um, a little beach style where you've got sand and the water the so they've a replicated yeah. Yeah. Um, beach area I suppose which is which nice. Which can say they all do as well you know Disney have the fantastic water parks as well and then obviously Universal have opened this year Volcano uh, last Bay. year Volcano Bay, Bay opened last mm. year and that's fabulous so you, you know you, you do again have a great choice but SeaWorld was just so accessible. Mm. And uh, so what about Universal then? Opinions around the table. Love or experiences Love around the yeah. table. Universal. Probably the, the experience for yeah. me in Orlando. It, it's yeah. like being in a movie when you're walking around mm. the place. Oh, really? Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. And it has everything. It has got roller coasters and it's got simulation rides. Mm. Shows. Uh, shows parades. as well. Yeah. yeah, and it's a lot of, I mean, Disney do have, you know, the new Avatar and, you know, Star Wars will be coming out. Yeah, that's mm. cool um, They've got the Star Wars, Star Wars franchise, so that will be amazing once they open that. However, over at Universal, you know, what that, the choice that they've got in a closer proximity mm. again just like SeaWorld it's just so accessible you mm. know you you can you can go between Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure and Volcano Bay on the one day if you want to yeah. mm. it's all walkable as well yeah, so it, it's it really is yeah and what would be your go-to rides in Universal Three Hulk. That was pretty unanimous. Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket. Yeah. Which is, I think, Number their two. newest, one of the, their newest roller yeah. coaster, anyway, even though it's a couple of years old. Um, my favourite simulations would be The Simpsons, mm. Despicable Me, a Despicable Me, Transformers. Yeah. You know, and it's all stuff that you know. It's all stuff that, and you're walking around the theme park and, you know, there's a transformer standing beside you towering about 10 feet in the air and you know you can get your pictures with them and then you can see Bart and Maggie and Marge and Homer walking around the park as well and it, it it's such a good atmosphere and especially for families then and yeah. and you know the younger kids have the, all their characters that and they love the as well. there's all the Dr. Zeus area for smaller kids yeah. as well. Zeus yeah. Landing yeah. Mm. And then yeah. what they've done with Harry Potter I mean I've, oh, I've never read a Harry Potter book <laughs> I have never watched read a Harry twice. Potter movie yeah. <laughs> I am not interested I've I'm seen not each a movie Harry... about 20 times oh my God. read see, each book likewise. about 5 times not, not interested <laughs> however out of everything what they have managed to do with the Harry Potter experience and they've got it in both the parks Mm. as well they've got it in Islands of Adventure and over at Universal Studios the Hogwarts Express over between the parks which is a ride in itself and the ride is so when you're the the ticket that you buy for Universal when you get on the the train say at King's Cross Station in one of the parks and then you end up in Diagon Alley in the Mm. other park the if you do in reverse, the ride changes. Oh, so really? when you see all the screens and you see the the kids um, on their broomsticks kind of floating alongside the train, um, it's different on the way back. Oh, so wow. it's it, you know that you're not going to get the same ride twice. So you yeah. can go from one park to the other and see and then vice versa. Different yeah. things. Yeah, but it is. It's just I, I was just blown away by what by what they've done. Yeah, and no. even in, in like in Diagon Lab or in the, or Ali with the the wand yeah, Ollivanders you know, the wand. Ollivanders yeah. yeah it chooses you I mean that's just <laughs> oh my goodness and the butter beer yeah. oh, <laughs> frozen butter beer I mean you're just you, you're you're there with the butter beer and you've got brain freeze but you're still drinking that with yeah. brain freeze yeah. oh Great sugar rush for the kids. You're peeling them off the ceiling after that. <laughs> and as you said, Kevin, I think, you know, it's like being in a movie literally because it's it's a replica to what you see it's, in the The detail the is incredible. It's like you're in yeah. the film. Yeah, I'm, I'm like Mairead. I've seen or read the books and nothing about Harry Potter whatsoever. You're both terrible. terrible. Oh. Welcome to the gang. I, yeah, exactly. I haven't no. seen Game of Thrones either. <laughs> what? No. no. Oh, stop it. I have a life. But no, I was, I was blown away by the Harry Potter world. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, no, the Har- Harry Potter alone would make me want to go to Universal. You yeah, go. yeah, it would, it would. And then if you stay in, you know, the on-site park or the on-site hotels at Universal, and they've got some really great hotels. Mm. Um, recently opened the Aventura, um, which has the only rooftop bar that overlooks, the, you know, the cityscape of Orlando. Um, 
And again, the hotels are very close. You've got the free transportation into yeah, the park. You're talking mm, maximum mm. 15 minutes to get from your hotel into the park, maximum. Um, and if you're staying on site, you get the early access into uh, the Potter. wizarding world of Harry Potter mm. yeah. and Volcano Bay as well. But if you're if you're a Harry Potter fan, the, you, getting in before the crowds, crowds, because again, it's yeah. one of those ones yeah. where the rides are going to be jammer to yeah. 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 So having that oh. hour early is is it, it is a real bonus. Yeah, it is a real bonus. Yeah. And then yeah. they also offer on their um their top three hotels, which I think are. The Hard Rock, Portofino Royal Bay. Pacific and Portofino, they offer uh, the Express Pass mm. comes with your ticket because otherwise other guests have to pay for that and it can work out quite expensive. It can be about $100 a day oh, wow. in yeah. peak season. Um, so it's, you know, you get an, an added bonus by staying at one of the top three hotels in Universal. So hotels in Orlando, would you stay in the parks, in their hotels or would you stay... A long international drive. It depends on your budget. It depends on your budget. It depends on whether you've been there before. Mm. Um, and also depends on who you're travelling with. Because Orlando is a destination. It's not just for families. No. You know, people go there on honeymoon. honeymoon. Yeah. Um, you know, f- multi-generational families go there. Mm. You know, because w- when, when people tell you it's a once-in-a-lifetime trip, a lot of the time, yeah, it is. Mm. Because, you know, between tickets and everything you know it can add up and it is something special mm. um so it depends on who you're traveling with why you're traveling what time of year you're going and what you want to see there mm. you know like i i love the idea of staying on international drive because even though what what's 12 miles long i think international drive yeah. is yeah and i always you said it the other day kevin that you class it as like the strip and I would always yeah. have said that as yeah. well. It's, it's like a strip of hotels, yeah. restaurants, bars and the great thing about staying on International Drive is if you stay at a property there you can just walk out of your hotel in the evening go and have a drink down the road or go across the street to a restaurant or go to Denny's for your breakfast mm. or go to McDonald's you know so where it's not as expensive to eat out because everything else is the likes of the parks are expensive and a lot of the hotels they don't only offer transportation to Universal, but they'll do Disney transportation as well. Yeah. So you're kind of getting the best of both worlds. Mm. And then you've got the iRide trolley, which, I, you know, the public bus service um, in the US in general isn't what we would be used to in mm. European cities. Um, but International Drive, like as we say, it's 12 miles long. Yeah. But you've got, it's known as the iRide trolley. So yeah. it's like a, a mock-up of a little you know, San Francisco Cute. trolley. Mm. Yeah, that goes up and down International Drive. So like Wendy said, it's And it's, it's something like a dollar a trip, right, yeah. but you yeah. can do you like can a, do a, pass, a multi-pass pass, where yeah. okay. it so lasts for a week for, for a family and it's, it's $20 yeah. or something. Yeah. It's very yeah. reasonable. So it's a great place uh, to base yourself. If you definitely don't want a car, mm. I drive 100% without a doubt. Drive. Yeah. And then, you know, the hotel that you stay in, you you know, you will know in advance, you know, what transportation is available out to what parks mm. um, and how you can get out and about as well. Mm. So it, 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 it's a really good one, a really good area to stay. And with the car as well, is it easy to get from the airport in Orlando to, say, International Drive yes, or yes. to Again, the parks? Yeah, you everything don't need is signposted. You know, or, or Orlando is predominantly the theme parks. Mm. Um, it can be quite frustrating when you live there because a lot of the people beside you on the roads are tourists. <laughs> <laughs> it's the original road rage. Um, so, y- you know, you're traveling on motorways, you're, you know, everything is very, very well signposted. Mm. Um, there's normally, especially for the theme parks, there's more than just one exit off the motorway yeah. for the theme parks. Mm. A, because the theme parks cover that much of an area, but B, they're also very well aware that you might miss the first one. Yeah. Um, so you can always go back on yourself and as you say, a day or two into it, you know, it's like you're, it's like you're a local driving. Very good. And getting to Orlando... Um, are, how often are flights or who flies out there? Our lingus Everyone. have direct, direct flights which they can be a little bit pricier than other airlines mm. but they're for the sake definitely of being direct. the way to go. Yeah, I mean especially if you're traveling with families. Mm. You know, um, they've flights three times a week so during, um, throughout the year they have three flights and they are Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays. Very nice. But during the summer they put on an extra flight on a Monday. So you've got four flights a week during the summer. Mm. Um, it, it is, it's it's definitely the easiest way to do it. 
you're going to clear your customs and immigration in Dublin then as well. So when you get to Orlando, you're treated like a domestic passenger, pick up your bags and you go. Mm. Um, you can fly through the States as well. There's going to be a flight every day through the States with different carriers like United, Delta. And through the UK as well. You know, with, with, with Through Vir- the UK yeah, is with probably Virgin the is... next easiest yes. because yeah. you've only got that short hop mm, to yeah. London and then you're eight hours from yeah. London into Orlando. But you clear immigration when in you're Orlando. Over there. And I, I, th- I think clearing immigration in Dublin is a lot easier is, 100% is a lot easier yeah. so either on the direct flight or going with one of the American airlines going via New York Philadelphia Atlanta mm. down is is a bit of a bonus but again it's going to it's going to depend on price on and your budget you're tra- because yeah. there's no doubt about it going via the UK mm. is always going to be the most economical yeah. but it's just that whole when you're coming home you're actually flying over Ireland yeah, to get to, to London back. to stay there for two or three hours to fly back Yeah, but you know especially for the likes of young couples who might be doing it for the first time on a budget mm. it is definitely the most economical way to do it very nice so would you say best time for non-humidity loving people like the Irish to go like in the autumn winter well, kind of time it's of year. a family destination so and and the price is reflected so the school holidays is always going to be the high price so yeah, you know the end of june months of july month of august um are always going to be peak mm. um officially well it's it's got the subtropical climate you know so june to november mm. is the official hurricane season um, I've every time I've been there has been kind of end of September into October yeah. time, and the weather has been amazing. Yeah. Always nice. had good weather. Yeah, August September is when you're gonna you're gonna get them afternoon thunderstorms. Mm. Yeah, you know when but the humidity. Clear up in oh, minutes. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about you know half an hour mm. to hop it down with rain, and then it'll clear up. Mm. Yeah. Go get a yeah. drink. Yeah, yeah. Relax. so so every time. I mean, in in the winter months, um, like December, January. I remember one time, um, one year. In the evening time, it was telling people on the news what to do with their plants outside because it was going to get to zero, um, <laughs> which was kind of unusual. It was a bit of extreme, and it was a bit, you know, it was a big deal in Orlando. Yeah, you know, yeah. they've got the oranges to take care of; they uh, they can't cope <laughs> with that sort of um, cold. No, neither, neither can the, uh, the locals either, to be <laughs> honest. But like in the winter months, so you're to- you know, November, December, January, February, very very pleasant. Mm. But in the evening time, yeah, you definitely bit nippy. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And uh, I suppose just to give an idea of prices for the tickets, because it's not a cheap holiday. Kevin kindly put together some prices for me for the Orlando Park tickets. So, for example, Universal for the three park Explorer ticket is about 320 per person for adults and about 311 for kids. Um, SeaWorld three park ticket is 115 per, per adult or kid. It's the same for both of them. Uh, I think it was, yeah, yeah. yeah. For SeaWorld, it's the same price for both, yeah. And Discovery Cove, their dolphin interaction, ex- interaction is about 223 per person, which includes swimming with the dolphin or 182 without the swim with the dolphin. But you have to, I don't want me to, you have to book that well in advance. Yeah. They let a maximum of 1100 yeah, yeah, very small amount. Yeah, yeah. in per, per day, so that has to be booked in advance. And then Disney Seven Day Ultimate Ticket is 495 for adults and 468 for kids. But both the Disney and Universal one, when you book beforehand, they're 14 days for a seven day Valid for 14, 14 days. The Disney ones, the 14 day and 21 day mm. are nearly the same price. Now, a lot of people won't go for 21 days, mm. but it means that they're, it's valid then for non-consecutive. So if you don't want to, if you know, if you use it one day, you don't feel like you have to go the next day and the mm. next day because it's going to be valid over a 21 day period. So even though, you know, 500 sounds like a lot of money, if you go to the parks on the day, mm. you'll pay a hundred dollars per park, park per, per day. day. Yeah. This gives you unlimited access to all, all the parks. four main parks, plus then there are two water parks and they have a sports park as well. Mm. So with Disney, you're nearly getting seven parks for that price, and then the Universal one again, it's unlimited access to as as many times as you want within fourteen days. So it actually is very good value for money. Very true. Um, and there's also combination tickets that you can get if you want to squeeze a few parks into the one trip. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What about deals for Orlando? What are the kind of prices for trips? 
Well, we, we mentioned there. it earlier on, you know, high season when the kids are off school because it's a family destination, you are going to pay, you know, the higher end, the pr- more. price. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're, you're looking, you know, currently clickandgo.com, we have, um, you know, for a seven night stay for two adults, two children. If you're going in high season, you're looking at paying around 749 um, euros per person. Now, that would be staying on a three star property on International Drive. Or for an additional 150 euros, you could stay at one of uh, Universal's on-site hotels and then all the benefits that go with that, mm. which for travelling in July in peak season is still good value yeah. for mm. money. Now, if you really want great value for money in the shoulder seasons, I mean, we've got prices in March and April uh, for less than 500 euros per person oh, wow. staying in a hotel and international drive. Um, then going into May, you're looking at... Uh, 429 per person in May two adults two children flights accommodation on international drive and you know what in May to upgrade and stay in the Aventura uh, hotel which is the brand Universal's hotel. latest mm. hotel is only additional 30 euros per person Amazing. and you can get oh, to wow. stay on an on-site property for so, 30 euro yeah, more for less than 450 euros mm. per person it's fantastic traveling in May um and then obviously you see June, July, August, the price does creep up to, you know, the seven, eight hundred per person and then goes back down again in September. So you're looking at four hundred and twenty nine again in September. So great value to mm. get you out there. You know, good accommodation, great location. Um, and as you said, if you book your tickets. Uh, and the tickets, so th- that doesn't include the ticket price, but the tickets on top of that. And then, you you know, if you're not going till next September, you've you can spread out the costs, spread yeah. out the payments and yeah. um, very, very affordable. Very affordable. Great. Thank you very much. That's great. I think that's everything on Orlando that we could give. Today, we're giving the clickies a break and are talking to Michaela from SeaWorld, Florida. Michaela is the sales manager of SeaWorld Parks and has worked with them for 11 years. Her job mainly includes training sales teams and liaising with product and marketing teams to showcase their parks and she also hosts fam or familiarisation trips so the travel industry get a first-hand feel for the parks. She's just after doing two training sessions with us here and needless to say we're all planning our trips to SeaWorld after it. Hi Michaela, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. No, we've had a brilliant morning doing some training. Um, so yeah, it's been great to come in and see the click and go guys. Yeah, our training session was apparently only meant to be 25 minutes and it was over an hour. <laughs> so uh, we've got all the knowledge now. <laughs> um, so just to start off, what's your favourite destination? Not including Orlando. Um, not including Orlando. Um, well, my brother's actually moved out to Michigan. Okay. Um, so he lives um, about 40 minutes from Detroit. And I'd probably say at the minute that is my top destination um, mm. because uh, I've been lucky enough to go over the last couple of years and I'm getting to explore the Michigan state. Um, and it, I don't know what I was expecting, but Michigan was not what I was expecting. Um, the lakes are so fantastic. The greenery, um, everyone's so friendly, the bars, the culture and everything there. It's Fab. Um, so for people who wouldn't know or wouldn't know it in depth, what is SeaWorld? Um, so SeaWorld Parks and Entertainment, um, we um, predominantly, um, we send a lot of our Irish customers to our Florida parks, um, but we've actually got 12 parks throughout the US altogether. But the ones that I'm sure some people are familiar with is your SeaWorld Orlando, mm-hmm. Bush Gardens Tampa, Discovery Cove Orlando and Aquatica Orlando. Um, so we do get a lot of our Irish customers going over and experiencing what the parks have to offer. And they show a combination of up close animal encounters, some amazing experiences and shows, and some thrilling roller coasters across yeah. the parks. The roller coasters look amazing, <laughs> absolutely amazing. And you mentioned the different parks there. So could you maybe just do a quick description of what each of them are? Yeah. So SeaWorld is the world's most famous marine life adventure park. Um, as I said, you've got the up close animal encounters. You get to go and see some of our marine life shows, um, but we've got some of the biggest and best roller coasters as well in SeaWorld. 
um, in SeaWorld itself, they've got the tallest, fastest and longest coaster called Mako. It hits speeds of 73 miles per hour and heights of 200 feet in the air. So you have to hold on tight while you're on that one. Um, then Aquatica, which is just over the road from SeaWorld. Aquatica is SeaWorld's water park. And it's a water park where they want our guests to go and experience having as crazy day or as lazy day as you want to have. Mm. There's plenty of white sandy beached area looking onto our wave pools or you can go crazy running rounds and experiencing all of our water slides. Um, this year we've just opened a brand new water slide called Ray Rush, which opens in May of this year. And it's a three-in-one water water adventure ride um, for all the family to enjoy. So that's great fun. Um, down in Tampa, you've got Bush Gardens. Now, mm-hmm. Bush Gardens has got more roller coasters and more animals than any other park out in Florida. So if you're an adrenaline junkie, a thrill seeker, you like things on the wild side, then Bush Gardens should definitely get a big thumbs up from you after you've visited the park. And then you've got Discovery Cove, which Discovery Cove takes the pace right down. Um, Discovery Cove in Orlando, it's the only place where you get to swim with an Atlanta bottlenose dolphin. That is the highlight of the day. But as well as that, you can just go and chill out in the water, get uh, go and snorkel amongst the stingrays, um, tropical fish. You can come face to face with different species of sharks. Um, you can see our playful otters and marmoset monkeys as you're going throughout the park. It's a really chilled out vibe and it's it's all inclusive on your day when you're in Discovery Cove. So literally everything is taken care of. You can eat, drink, um, snack all day um, and really chill out. Yeah, Discovery Cove, it looks like you should be more in the Caribbean than in the centre of Orlando. It just looks so green and lush and Definitely, chilled. definitely. Yeah, you do feel like you've been picked up from the craziness that Orlando theme parks have to offer yeah. and put on a little Caribbean secluded island for the day. And the other beauty about Discovery Cove is they only allow 1,300 people in a day never gets too mental never gets too mental so it's always nice and chilled mm. and relaxed and just makes it feel like a bit more of a VIP a la carte version of a theme park really yeah. um, you feel like nice you, for a day out yes yes to just reset after the thrills of roller definitely. coasters in every other park definitely 100% 100% and your job then as head of sales so what does that encompass and how does it um so work at the i um, yeah so i on a day-to-day basis i work we've got a uk office that i liaise with mm-hmm. the marketing and the pr team um and then our sales managers um and we on a day-to-day basis are trying to identify different opportunities that maybe we can work with different tour operators um we can raise the profile of the parks get information out to customers um on how they can pre-book their tickets and what offers are out there and available to them um, just so that customers go with everything they need so that when they arrive out in Orlando we want them to already have all the information they need so all they need to do is go off and have as much fun as they can Mm. while they're visiting our parks and uh what would be your top tip for families, friends or couples visiting SeaWorld? I suppose kind of just the booking in advance and being organised. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's definitely, definitely 100% better for your customers, um, to, for you as guests to be able to pre-budget, pre-purchase all of the tickets that you're going to be needing. Um, you do get better offers um, because it's a different type of ticket that you're getting. You get more flexibility before you travel. So for instance, um, we have a three-part ticket, which is... Um, valid for 14 days unlimited access it's three parks for the price of two mm. when you're pre-booking it before you go and on top of that you get free car parking with that ticket and um, so that's a, mi- a massive saving that we're passing on to customers and um, it saves customers about 20 dollars every time they visit the parks which is fantastic because we want it in your pocket we want you to have that extra spend of money yeah. for when you're out there to have fun in the parks um so definitely pre-book your tickets um another bit of a tip is um download the apps for the parks before you go the SeaWorld and Bush Gardens apps um, because then you can just look online and check um, what times any of the shows are on, what time anything unique and specific is going on that day so it just helps you work out where you want to be and at what time you want to be there and does it show wait times and stuff as well for rides or just um, yeah it will yeah. give you an idea on your wait times as well um, always a handy thing yeah always handy yeah very good as I said I was amazed at like the roller coasters that's it SeaWorld in particular had because I thought it was just all the water base, the animals. Yeah. I didn't realise there was 
monster roller coasters reaching up hundreds of feet into the sky and the same with Bush Gardens which is more yes. of a zoo theme park so is there any way to skip the queues or would you recommend yeah so you can get um, you can get for both for SeaWorld and for Bush Gardens you can get an unlimited quick queue ticket um, so you can pre-purchase this before you go mm-hmm. um, all you need to do is you just need to identify what day you're going to be going and visiting the SeaWorld Park or the Bush Gardens Park because um, the quick queue is valid for one day mm. um, so you want to make sure you're booking it for the day when you know you're going to be in the park um when you're going to be in the park for maybe the longest periods of time so you can ride the rides as many times as you can um, with frontline access on the quick queue side of things and they range um, in price um, from mid-season and high-season pricing mm. you're ranging around about um, 65 euros up to about 80 euros um, for the one day per person um, so one thing that people probably don't realize about SeaWorld, apart from the amount of roller coasters they have, is the conservation work that they do, um, which is important for any park or zoo yeah. or anywhere that has animals. So what has SeaWorld done since they started their conservation so fund in what, 2013 yeah. was it? Um, 2003. So oh, 2003. SeaWorld, yeah, so the SeaWorld and Bush Gardens Conservation Funds was established um, back in 2003 and um, it's an amazing thing um, for every guest that comes and visits our parks. Um, they're actually helping us contribute towards our SeaWorld and Bush Gardens Conservation Fund. Mm-hmm. Um, within that fund, we've been able to raise over $15 million. That that then is um, giving us the opportunity to be able to support initiatives worldwide. Um, so basically what happens is different um, animal um, charities, organisations, researchers, marine specialists, zoological specialists, they can contact us and we can issue grants to be able to help and offer our assistance as well um, along the way, which is a fantastic thing to do. We've been able to help in over 1,200 different projects across the world. So we don't just help within the US areas. It's also a worldwide, um, a worldwide funds that we're able to contribute, which is an amazing thing. Um, for us to do um, but a big part of what the SeaWorld Parks is about is um, being able to learn as much about all of the animals that live within our care but also out in the wild so that we can help protect and share our expertise mm. um, to be able to help protect these animals out in the wild um, the staff at the parks um, the animal care team and veterinarian staff um, they're on call 24 hours a day 365 days a year um, that they're on call for um, and with the help of the team that we've been able to rescue over 33,000 animals um, within our history which is an amazing thing to be able to help and give back to and if it wasn't like for facilities like SeaWorld Parks and Entertainment we may not have been able to help them animals um, which is an amazing thing that we have been able to do Um, so yeah there's a lot lot goes on with the SeaWorld and Bush Gardens Conservation Funds and we're always looking at new ways that we can help and continue to grow and seeing as you were there only a few weeks ago (laughs) what would be your top I'd say top one attraction would be too few, too hard to narrow it down. So I'll be like your top three attractions oh, across yeah. the parks. It's always a hard one, this, because I always think it always depends what mood I'm in <laughs> when I'm asked the question. Um, because you can have the chilled out, relaxed sides at Discovery Cove. Mm. Then you've got the water parks. Then you've got the crazy roller coasters in Bush Gardens. But if you're, holding, junkie. Yeah, if you're holding my hands behind my back, then I would definitely say one of my top ones is Mako mm. at SeaWorld, which is the um, tallest and fastest coaster in Orlando. Um, my second favourite attraction would be Cheetah Hunt at Bush Gardens, which is a three-time launch coaster. It stands at 135 feet in the air and it shoots you from 0 to 60 in seconds, bringing to life the whole breed of speed of one of land's fastest animals. Um, and my third, I would have to say, getting to meet a dolphin at Discovery Cove. Um, it's a fantastic thing to do Um, I love getting to meet the dolphins and learn about the dolphins Um, I I love having that opportunity to every time I go over to the parks and is there anything new and exciting coming up in SeaWorld in the next year or two years yeah plans yeah so um 
opening this week, um, we've got Infinity Falls, mm-hmm. which is arriving at SeaWorld Orlando. That's amazing. Um, which is the world's tallest water rapid ride. So it's going to stand at 40 feet at its tallest drop. Um, and then we've announced new for 2019, coming in spring of 2019 to Bush Gardens, we're going to be opening a new attraction called Tigris. Mm-hmm. Tigris is going to be Florida's tallest launch coaster, standing at 150 feet in the air. Um, and it's all themed on the Tigers and it's going to launch you off at three separate occasions. You're going to go forwards and backwards. So it's bringing in a little bit of different technology compared to any of our other coasters. So that's exciting news. Um, and I've heard a little whisper that we're going to be getting a new attraction at Aquatica next year. Um, but I've got no other details <laughs> to share with you on that one. And then finally, um, for SeaWorld Orlando next year, we've got Sesame Street, which is going to be opening for the little kids. Yeah, it's going to be very amazing. bright, colourful the characters are going to be there it's going to be like you're walking down Sesame Street it's going to be various different rides and attractions for the little ones mini coasters um, yeah definitely it's all going to be very cute um, I love Sesame Street Big Bird's my favourite so I can't <laughs> wait to go along and see the Sesame characters um, coming next spring to SeaWorld Orlando and one final question how long do you think it would take for each park like what would be a recommended time allocation for seeing everything see where Lim Parks has to offer yeah I think um it all depends on what time of year it is you're going to be going. But mm-hmm. I'd say, on average, um, you can do the park between a day and a day and a half comfortably. It depends how many of your favourite things you keep wanting to go back to into a of second course. time. Um, but I'd say a day and a half is quite comfortable um, for you to be able to get around the likes of Sea World. Mm-hmm. Um, Bush Gardens is slightly different because it is town in Tampa. A lot of people decide to just make the visit down to Tampa once because it is just over an hour's drive away. Um, so you may have a long day while you're in bush gardens just so that you can take everything in which you can do you can get around the park quite comfortably um aquatica it's quite nice with aquatica to split it over a couple of days mm. because you've got the white sandy beached area you may go in one afternoon and do water slides but you may go in another day and just sit on the beach yeah. it depends what time of year you go and the likes of july and august humidity is so high you may want to just escape the sunshine and chill out instead of running around the park mm. and be in the water so that's an option um, for you to do as well but the other thing with SeaWorld is um, you do find in the summer months from May through till um, the end of August we have an event called Electric Ocean which is our summer party event Um, so the park has transformed Um, it's a little bit like um, bringing to life a summer disco for the family and um, there's DJs throughout the park and um, there's like neon lights um, they can have face paints and things done mm. the shows are slightly different of an evening um, you can ride the rides in the dark which feel completely different from riding them in the daytime especially the big coasters yes. going a million miles a minute yeah more terrifying in the dark yeah yeah definitely <laughs> so for the likes of that if you're going through the summer I'd say definitely do a full day and you do an the main part of the park but then go back and spend an evening into electric ocean in the second part of your holiday yeah that sounds amazing i'd definitely do that Mm. well that was great i think definitely more educated on sea world and definitely going to be visiting at some point oh thank you very much hopefully get over to orlando in the next year or so yeah fingers crossed (laughs) fingers crossed thank you very much thank you This week, Marie just filled in for Stephen on the top tips and no better person to do it for Orlando. So what are your expert top tips for Orlando? Um, buy the attraction tickets in advance. Disney, Universal and SeaWorld Parks and Entertainment, um, they all offer multi-day, multi-park uh, ticket packages and they're exclusive to the Irish and UK markets um, and they're only available to purchase in advance. Mm. So the Irish and UK markets were very lucky. Um, the theme parks do give us very, very um, good exclusive packages uh, for their parks. And as you said, you can mm. combine them. So book them in advance. You cannot get them at the gate. So you will be disappointed. So mm. top tip number one, tickets in advance. Absolutely. And then just speak to the sales agent um, and let them know exactly what it is you want to do, what you want to get out of your, your stay yeah. in Orlando. Mm. And they can tell you what is the best ticket to buy.
Then if you are traveling June to September time, I would pack a light rain jacket. Um, as mentioned, there is going to be ha- heavy afternoon showers. Mm. They don't last very long, but you can get very, very wet. Um, and you don't want to get caught out if you're in the park. And it comes down and you end up having to pay an extortionate price for ultimately <laughs> what bag. is a plastic bag <laughs> that you're going to put around. So always good to um, have a light rain jacket, mm. like comfortable rain jacket, bring that with you. Um, have a good breakfast before you go. Uh, Wendy touched on Denny's. There can't be a Denny's breakfast. Amazing. Yeah. Um, eating out at the theme parks, it can work out expensive. And it's um, you're not gonna very be good open, either. Well, so it, it depends on where you go. The theme parks are definitely getting better with the food offerings. Mm. Um, they're trying, <laughs> they're trying the, the healthy options there as well. But because you're going to be up and out early and you do a lot of walking, you yeah. need something to sustain you. So yeah. um, again, if you're staying on the iDrive area, there will be restaurants that do like buffet breakfast you've got Denny's all day diner you know just feed up very inexpensive ten dollars would probably get one breakfast that would feed two yeah easily Mm, bargain Um, and they will and they will have fruit so if you're in a restaurant and they've got fruit stick an apple in your bag or whatever in your bag (laughs) to bring for something to snack on going back to June to September and we mentioned the humidity levels um, always wear light breathable clothes Um, especially if you go on a ride that involves getting splashed or soaked Um, because with the humidity levels it takes your clothes longer to dry So if you've got denims on you, you're wet for the rest of the day. Um, If you've got younger kids with you, as we know in that heat, little kids are just magnets to water. So (laughs) always pack a spare pair of clothes, Mm. especially for the young ones, you know, a spare T-shirt. Because again, if you don't, you'll find yourself splashing out and paying top dollar for, you know, an unbranded T-shirt. Just a little tip leading on from that is if you're going to Universal, do the Popeye ride last (laughs) <laughs> so don't do Popeye first do it do last well. and then you can go and get changed because they have lockers on site as well yeah. Yeah. so you don't have to be carrying around your rucksack with a change of clothes and oh, your wallets okay, and all that kind of thing yeah. you can put it in a locker and you can leave them there exactly. for the day now what they have in um, Universal as well is um, it might look like a shower an outdoor shower but it's a room that you're enclosed you get in and you put in a couple of dollars and it dries you <laughs> and your clothes <laughs> Yeah, but there's some great rides and you can get really wet and it can work out really expensive. So again, change of clothes, um, bring with you. And then speaking of water, um, again, you, you don't underestimate the amount of steps you're going to clock up walking around these parks. Mm. And it is hot. Um, so make sure you drink plenty, plenty of water. What I found are great. You know, you can get them. You can get them here in pennies and stuff. You know, them water bottles that you roll up. Oh, yeah. 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 Just pack a few of them. You know, you don't even know you've got them on you. They even have them little hook clips that you can, that you can hook clip onto your side. And they have water side. fountains as well water in the park where you can just everywhere. refill them. That, and and that, that's definitely a must. And again, especially if you've got kids, because the last thing you want to be doing is paying out for bottled water because that's not good for the environment. No. Or you don't want to be feeding them. Or your them. purse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, and you don't want to be feeding them up on Coca-Cola or no. just bouncing off the ceiling. Um and another tip is download the Uber app. OK, um, I know we don't have Uber in Ireland, but outside of Ireland and especially in the States, Uber ever. is just becoming more and more predominant. Mm. And if you don't, again, if you're not hiring a car or even if you are hiring a car and you want to go out in the evenings for a couple of drinks, um, the Uber app is a great, inexpensive way um, to get around if you're going, sh- you don't have a car and you're going shopping, even to get you from the airport to your, your hotel. hotel. Mm. Uber is the way to go. So definitely download the Uber app before you go and make use of that. Brilliant. Fantastic top tips. Thank you very much. That's it for this week on the Click and Go Travel Podcast. Thanks to our guests, Kevin, Wendy, Moraid and Michaela. And thank you for listening. All our Orlando deals can be found on our website, clickandgo.com. And you can get our dis- additional information about Orlando on our blog and on the Visit Orlando website. And of course, the official theme park websites too. All the links will be in the description. We hope you've been enjoying so far and let us know if you have any questions and make sure to subscribe, review and share with your family and friends. Next week, we'll be talking about a different type of holiday, camping holidays, and no, not the kind in a tent. We'll be talking to Pierce Keller from Keller Camp Hotel and we'll have some top tips for your first camping holiday. Until then, goodbye.